When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 4, Episode 5, Chapter Titled... Shallow Boy. Shallow Boy, the long-awaited, much-talked-about... Best episode ever. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of hubbub on the on the Facebooks about this one, and I didn't know what was coming, but Tanya did. I love this episode so, so, so much. I didn't realize last week that this was the next episode. So when Mike posted in the Facebook group that this was the next episode, I got so excited. And I was like, Alden, I'm so excited for this episode. And he was like, I don't remember what this episode is. I was like, oh, my goodness. And he was like, don't tell me. I'm about to watch it. And then she said, but I was about to tell you. <laughs> so um, that is how that conversation went. Uh, so hi, everybody. Hi, class. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. Uh, and we do a Boy Meets World podcast, as you've clearly guessed by and now. And today, as we're recording, it is Father's Day. Oh, it is Father's so Day. So happy Father's Day to any of you who are fathers. Yes, happy Father's Day to all of you and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you been up to, Tanya? I feel like we need to do a chicken watch update because it's been a few weeks. And they're huge. They are huge. It's Is it is it time for them to go outside? Almost. About a week they're spending like hours and hours a day outside at this point mm-hmm. trying to get them acclimated. It's so nerve wracking. I don't, I'm so afraid to leave them outside overnight. I'm so afraid of predators getting them. I'm like, I love them so much. <laughs> yes. That's the chicken watch. They're beautiful. <laughs> They're adorable. They make the best noises. They love us. Like, when are they going to start talking? Like, like, just making more like no, chicken like have noises? conversations with us and stuff like oh good question um i think that happens like within the first year okay all right just checking trying to get ready yeah and then we can have them on the podcast like okay. and that's what everyone's waiting for is for them to get their words so that they can speak on here about boy meets world so look for chick cast coming 2021 mm-hmm Anything else you've been up to, Tanya? I mean, no, not anything new. We, I have a hose now, so uh, watering everything takes way less time. And I know that sounds boring, but it's very exciting. You know what else is exciting is when the guy came to look at it, I said, I need you to look at my hose. And then I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he made no face at all. And then I said, sorry, it's just like, you can't just say that. I'm sure you hear it all the time. And he just kind of like smiled and said, yeah. But then he fixed it. So, yeah. Um, And it's a wonderful thing to have because I have a lot of garden and I was watering it. It took me like three hours to water it uh, with two watering cans and it wasn't enough water. So now the gardens are thriving. It's really great. I, I ate peas out of the garden this morning. I spent a billion dollars on it, so. Yep. Here we are. That's why we got to get back to this podcasting so we can make that money. Yeah, we don't make any money off of this podcast. We, uh, we do this for the joy of doing it. We what? Yeah. Oh, that money that you thought we were making, that's just coming out of my paycheck. I'm just like transferring it into your PayPal account. Oh, okay. So, you're welcome. Thanks. 
Um, I have been playing Last of Us 2, by the way. It just came out. and I mean, I was going to ask you, but I figured I didn't really need to. I figured you weren't going to ask. Um, and damn. Damn so, indeed. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to play it because life right now is really stressful. And I've just been playing like pretty happy-go-lucky games. I've been playing Fire Emblem games or variants of them for the last six months nonstop. And those aren't really stressful at all, other than the fact that you have to constantly play it out like a chess match. Like, it's like you have to constantly think tactically. So it's kind of like your brain goes to this other place entirely. So the stress that you're feeling isn't, oh, damn, everything sucks. Mm -hmm. It's like, what what move am I going to make? And then to get ready for Last of Us 2, I downloaded Last of Us 1 to replay it. I haven't replayed it since the week the first game came He's out. He's tried. I've tried, and it's just a lot. too stressful for me, and the opening scene is too much for me to handle. Um, and I started playing it, and I was just like, I don't think, like, I feel bad playing this. This feels bad. Like, I'm murdering people, and, like... And the world is falling apart, is falling and, apart. like, in a very similar way to the world is falling apart. It literally opens up, like, talking about, like, it cuts to the newscast like they do in all disaster movies, but this one is just, like, riots breaking out in the streets, and quarantining happening. If you're out past 6 p.m., the government will shoot you, and it's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was a lot, but... Um, I, I had a little bit of the game spoiled for me, so I was like, well, damn, I just need to play it. And I started playing it, and after a little bit, you get kind of, <laughs> I guess, desensitized. I mean, maybe you do, but, like, I was, I'm really looking forward to, like, watching him play. I always say, like, we're playing it together, but really, I'm just laying there watching it. Um, and I can't stop thinking about how much I do not want the apocalypse to happen, like, I don't want to be in survival mode. Well, <laughs> like, she actually said, if this stuff goes down, I'm dead because I'm not going to kill anyone. Yeah. So. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't kill. Like, these are people who are infected. They're just people. And they have to kill them or be killed. And I couldn't kill them. Like, I would be the first one infected. And then I would just be like, all right, uh, running towards the first person with a gun. Like, yeah. end this. So, anyways. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of depressing game it is. Yeah. But it's really good. Uh, it's so far. Beautiful. Like it's insanely realistic and yeah, I, it's so beautiful. Like the landscape is gorgeous. Um, and the characters are intensely like realistic. Listen here, Tanya. Yes. It's not video game corner. Anytime I go off on a video game tangent. I let you. And then you say, cut that out later. <laughs> um, <laughs> I only did that once. Um, but I, I'm, I'm aware that we are in for quite the ride and that it's going to be very stressful and probably break my heart in a hundred different ways and make me feel bad for playing it. So I've already cried like um, a couple of times, so that's fun. Yeah, so don't spoil anything in our Facebook. Don't talk to me about this game. I deleted my Twitter because uh, I was running into too much that I didn't want to see, so... In a couple weeks, I'll be able to talk about the game, but right now, uh-uh. All right. Anyway. But what, what can we talk about? We could talk about Boy Meets World. I love talking about Boy Meets World. Yes. Uh, this episode, Shallow Boy, 
It was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Jeff Sherman. The Jeff twins are back. I'm so glad that they are. I don't remember which episode they wrote and directed together before, but I remember us commenting on it. So go back and listen to our podcast, (laughs) Us, to remember. I wonder if um, our newest listener would know exactly which one we're talking about because he's working his way through the backlog right now. Mm. He'd probably be like, oh, I just got to that episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Good point. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Tanya. Yes. Blurb, please. Oh, you're... Hey. Yeah, hey, I will. Hey, can you please blurb me? I will blurb you right now. Wowzers. <laughs> <laughs> the blurb for season four, episode five, Shallow Boy, is Eric makes a mistake when he falls in... When he falls for a beautiful songwriter. It stutters right there in the Disney Plus yeah. blurb. It was weird. Um... Yeah, classroom or not? Not. Not? Why not? Where do we start? we start outside of the new Matthews store. Which is called? Outdoor World? Wilderness Outpost. Same thing. Not such a good name. Wilderness Outpost? It's a good name. It's a good name. It's way better than Gander Mountain. Yeah, Gander Mountain, though, sounds very whimsical. Does it? Yeah. I always thought, like, ooh, I want to go to Gander Mountain. <laughs> okay. Um and what are we doing? We we we're outside the store. We're outside and there's like music, but you can't even really see the person who's playing the music because mm-hmm. there's just a giant hat there. Mm-hmm. Um and you can hear the strumming of a guitar and some like little singings. And, and I know what you're thinking. You see that big hat and the shadowy face and the beautiful voice and you think big reveal later, huh? And Eric comes up and he is like, oh, okay. And he like puts some money in to the guitar case. And she starts singing about how a handsome stranger walks by and puts a $20 bill in the guitar case. He's like, oh, no. And he goes back and he switches the 20 out for like a $5 bill. Mm-hmm. But also while he's walking in, there's an older guy standing outside just complaining about the girl who's playing guitar. Like just like, standing right beside her. Yeah. But why? Like, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. So people don't like positivity, apparently. Well, he says, "Stop! It's too perky." Right. So Eric goes into the store where Alan's like, "Hurry up and close the door! Close it! Close it! Close it!" And Eric's like, "Is it too perky for you?" And Alan says that she's scaring off all the customers. No one wants to come in anymore. But like, she's just sitting there singing. Yeah, and not bad. Right. Like it's very happy, but it's not bad. People hate happiness. I get it. Yeah. Uh, so Alan tells Eric to go get rid of her. And um, Eric uh, says, like, why do I have to do it? And Alan says, uh, because we are equal partners in this store and I'm your father. And Eric's like, oh, OK. Now now that you said that. And so he goes out and he approaches her and um, he's just kind of like, oh, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And she lifts her head up. But first she's like singing Uh because the song that she's singing, she keeps going over and over again. She's like, and I feel good, and I feel good. Yeah, like anything that happens around them, she's just like, and the sun is shining, and I feel good, Mm -hmm. and I have some money, and I feel good, and... Eric is like, we need to talk, and then she, he goes, listen, we, we... Um, we have something where we have an issue and we, and then she lifts her head up and you see her face and she's beautiful under her 
giant, giant floppy hat. Yeah. Yeah. She's adorable and she smiles like a huge smile. And Eric is just, like, Eric starts singing with her yeah, and he's like, like throws, and I feel good. throws all of his money into the guitar case. Just yep. all of it. Yeah, so he walks back in, and Alan's like, did you do it? And Eric goes, do you know me at all? Like, why would you send me to do this? Yeah, and Alan goes, uh, she smiled at you, huh? And Eric goes, uh, I don't even know. He makes, like, a big smile, like, um, and Alan's like, all right, so what you're going to do is you're going to take her out, and you're going to talk to her, and you're going to tell her, basically, don't come back. Take her to the mall, have a good time with her. And Eric's like, okay, I'll do that, but um, I need you to give me some money because I gave all of mine to her. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the classroom for the B plot. I don't know. I feel it's, like they're both A it's plots. It's like an AA plot. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, yeah, so classroom. Classroom or not, Tanya? Classroom. <sighs> Mr. Feeney's classroom. Yeah. Where he's talking about, like, this is the last... Um, election that they will not be voting in, that they're not old enough to vote in yet. Which is crazy for us to be watching this now because our kids, when we watched this, it was probably around the last time that we were going to yeah. not be voting in an election. Right. And now we're rewatching it and our kids, it's two l- of them, it's yeah. the last election that they won't be able to vote in. Right. Um, and so- None of that resonates with anybody but the two of us and <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. We don't know that. Okay. Um. So Feeney was talking about what the core issues would be during this election um, and starts to question the students on like what they think that their main issues are. And he asks Sean, he's like, Mr. Hunter, what are your issues? And Sean says uh, the swimsuit issue. And Mr. Feeney goes, and then he says, how am I doing? And Mr. Feeney goes, "Uh, buffo, Mr. Hunter. What does that mean? I don't know. Should we have looked it up before that? Bafo? Yeah. Look up Bafo real quick on your phone while I talk. Okay, keep talking. Um, so, uh, so he goes up to Corey and asks Corey what's going on, and Corey's like, well, I don't know. And then he goes to Topanga and says, Miss Lawrence, save us. And she says, the thing, the, the, the biggest issue facing America right now is the breakdown of the American family, and that all families need to be together to to make it make the children grow up smarter and educated and whatever and sean's like uh hey i'm right here and so she keeps going on about how the the damage that not having keeping a family together does to children it it, you know is makes crime higher and like all this other stuff it was very very dr james dobson it was very very like how we were raised it It was was strange it was very like like right wing just here we are this is what i feel like like everything wrong with society is because the family unit is breaking down and it's like "Mm, actually it's not but yeah so but sean gets pissed off and he's like whatever i'm out um bafo yes means a success oh okay well bafo mr feeney (laughs) um so they walk out to the hallway that oh because the bell goes off and they go to the lockers and... Sean is throwing stuff into the lockers. He's so angry. He's so feeling like he is responsible for the de- the demise of the American infrastructure. And Corey comes over and he's like, you're not really mad, are you? And Sean's like, um, I was just blamed for the breakdown of American society. 
And Corey says, well, you know what? It's a good thing that Topanga's too busy tonight. We can have guys night out. Um, and so they start talking about it. And Sean finds out that Topanga's actually babysitting. And he's like, oh, no, we can't do boys night because you need to go and be with Topanga while she's babysitting. Like, no adults at home. Stranger's house. Stranger's house. Stranger's couch. Um, and Corey goes... He starts talking about, like, hormones everywhere. He says, well, you're right, Sean, because the hormones are a-flying tonight. And me, Corey Matthews, and and Topanga. And Sean just looks at him like he's crazy. But it was funny. Because he was talking like an old man, but he's 16. Get it? Right, yes. So we go... Which is normal for Corey. Yeah, so we go to Chubby's. Was it Chubby's? Because it, it I felt like it looked different than Chubby's, but okay. No, it was Chubby's. So we're at Chubby's, and Eric is there with the guitar girl, and... She's singing her thoughts. She's singing all of her thoughts about the fact that she saw a Broadway play when she was little, and it just made music so alive to when her. When Eric cuts her off, and he's like, hey, come on, you can talk like a person. Yeah, like talk through your words. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I saw Annie, and Mm -hmm. the moment that she said the sun will come out tomorrow, it just was like she was speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, "Um, why don't you sing about anything dark? Like, you've had to have something bad happen to you. And she says, you sound like my uncle. Um, My uncle David, uh, he has a... um, a record company. A record company. And he was like, oh, so you're going to have a record. And she's like, no, he says that I need more edge and I, I don't have any life experience. Mm-hmm. And Eric is like, yeah, if that makes you so mad, you should put it into a song. And and she starts singing. She's like, thank you, Uncle David, for telling me that I need edge. I'll go find some or like whatever. Like, it's just all like sunshine and rainbows. And he's just like. You can't think of anything that you would, like, think about to sing that's dark. And then we go to... What about the dandelion? That's later. It is? Yeah. Oh. And then we go to the, the, the house where Topanga is babysitting because you see her talking to the mom and the dad and they're telling her the rules. And she's like, I know, I know, no boys and... Um, most of all, definitely, definitely no boys. Then she opens the door because they're like, all right, we'll be late. And she opens the door and Corey is just standing there and they're like, oh. and he was like, uh, water service and picks up an empty water jug from the front stoop. And Topanga's like, I know you said no boys. So Corey's just about to leave. And the mom goes, oh, when we said no boys, we weren't talking about this boy. It was it was so uncomfortable, and yeah. he she like puts her arm around him and like brings him in the house and looks at her husband's like this is Amy and Alan's little boy, and Corey's like dangerous little boy, like very dangerous little boy, and the dad is like deadpan and has zero emotion, and he goes, "We all started out dangerous," <laughs> and um. Then the mom is like, okay, well, if you guys get tired, we're going to be really, really late, obviously, because we find out in like five minutes that it's already 930 at night. Like they're leaving to go on a date at 930 at night and they look like they're older than us. How are they awake right now? (laughs) Meanwhile, I stayed up until midnight the last two nights playing The Last of Us. And first off, Tanya didn't even make it to midnight. Nope. And second off, the second it hit midnight, I went, oh my God, what am I doing? I have to go to sleep. This is terrible. And then waking up in the morning is like super difficult yeah 
So they go out at 930 and so they, they say. they might look like they're in their 40s, but I'm going to guess they're actually 25. <laughs> they're 18. <Yeah. laughs> uh, but they say, we're going to be out late. So if, if you need to, just you guys just lay down on the couch. It's real comfortable. And Corey's like, huh? Yeah. And, and the dad says, the couch is so comfortable. If you lay down on it, you'll feel like you died. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they leave and leave Corey and Topanga there. And Corey is like, look at us. Just two dangerous people on a couch. What could go wrong? Oh, no, no, no. Topanga walks out. Yeah, she says, like, I'm going to go make you some food. And um, she goes into the kitchen and Corey's sitting on the couch. And he's just like, yes, like, dangerous Corey, dangerous Topanga. And, like, he sits down and... He says, what could go what wrong? What could go wrong? And you pan over and this little kid is like right there by the side of his face. And gives him a wet willy. Yeah. And um, Corey is just like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in bed. And he goes, I have a Nintendo 64 bit upstairs. And Corey's like, well, what are we doing down here? And he gets up to go. Like, he's so excited. And Topanga comes through the kitchen door and is just like, Billy, what are you doing up right now? And Corey interrupts and is like, uh, Topanga, he has 64 bits upstairs. And she's like, he has a nine o'clock bedtime. And um, so they kind of start arguing. And Topanga pulls Billy over to the couch and is like, now, Billy, your parents have entrusted me with your care. And it, they told me that your bedtime is nine o'clock. It is 930 right now. And while she is talking... Corey is making faces behind her like a two-year-old. Like mocking her. And Topanga turns her head and is like, Corey, what are you doing? And he's just like, I love you. And uh, then she she starts talking about to Billy about the... Because he, he says, oh, but it's the Friday night lineup. Like, I got to be able to watch the Friday night lineup. And Corey's and, like, the Friday night lineup. And... um. She starts talking to Corey, like, Corey, you, you're undermining my authority. What are you doing? And then Billy is behind Topanga making the same faces that Corey was making, like the mocking, talking faces. And she turns to Billy and she goes, Billy, what are you doing? And he goes, uh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Corey's like, it's the Friday night lineup. Like, he has to watch it. If he doesn't watch it, like, he's going to go to school and everybody's going to be talking about the shows. That is exactly what happened with TGIF. It really was. Exactly. Like, you had to know what happened during TGIF, and I rarely knew what happened during TGIF. And Monday you would go into school, and everybody would be like, did you see that? Did you you saw the thing? And then you would discuss the show. See, I got it a day early because my friends were at church. So we discussed it at church. Oh, okay. It was the the TGIF and then Friday or Saturday night Nickelodeon. Also, you didn't go to school. So like Monday, you'd just wake up with your sisters and that'd be funny if they were like, you didn't see it, Tanya? <laughs> you didn't see the Friday night lineup? <laughs> um, but if I wasn't at my friend's house on Friday night, then I definitely didn't see the Friday night lineup. Yeah. So, I actually did see this episode when it came out. But they're talking about this this... Friday night lineup and Billy says yeah but like my favorite show's about to start it starts at 9 30 and Corey goes 9 30 wasn't it supposed to be 8 30 and he goes yeah they changed it to 9 30 because they're stupid idiots what's wrong with them they're trying to kill the show and Corey's like what why would they do that that's so dumb it's such a great show and 8 30 was the perfect time for it turns out this season on Boy Meets World the show was moved from 8 30 to 9 30 
such good trivia. So they just put them on blast right there in the middle of the episode. So good. Um, so... Topanga's mad. She's pissed. And she's like, Billy, go to bed now. And Corey, go home. Yeah. Um, and she starts to talk to Corey about, like, why she's angry. She's like, don't you understand why I'm mad? And he's like, I, yes, definitely. And she's just like, you're undermining me. Like, this it, this can't go on like this. And she's going on and on and on and And he on. keeps interrupting and making it worse. Right. And then Billy comes running back and is like, Corey, you've got to come see this. You're missing the best episode. The curly head guy keeps digging himself into a deeper hole. <laughs> yeah, and, and Corey runs off and he goes, Topanga, I got to see this. I love that kid or something. Yeah, he's such a doofus. So we go back to Chubby's now. Um, Where Eric has made a Jenga tower out of fries. Mm-hmm. And she's is just still talking. miserable. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about everything. And he goes like, don't you have any other kind of life experience at all? And she goes, yeah, I have life experience. You sound like my uncle. I'm I'm 18. I went to sleepaway camp. I got on the wrong bus one time. My goldfish died. And he's like, oh, oh, there. Like, could you write a song about that? Um, and she's just like, well, I could. Is this the dandelion part? I think so. Um, like, I think... So I my brain got confused between this part and the other part where the, they were in Chubby's. And there's like a dandelion on the table. Maybe that was before. I think it was. Go ahead. Just tell the dandelion part. It's very important to you in your life. I mean, she basically is I like, why Corey. would I sing about sad things when things like this dandelion are in front of me? And she like starts singing about the dandelion. Everyone keeps looking at her while she's singing. Like the whole place mm-hmm. like turns and looks at her and they're just like disgusted by this, which is crazy because if that happened in a restaurant while we were there, like everyone would be so excited. Yeah. So, but now she starts singing and, and she's like, oh, you. And Eric is like, there you go. Like, just go with it. Go with it. And she's like, oh, you will be together and never get the flu. A choo, 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 choo. And, um... <laughs> and then she, so then, she, so he's like laying on the table. Uh-huh. He is so done with the whole day. And she's just like, oh, I can't believe that when I woke up this morning, I didn't even know that I was going to meet the guy that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. <laughs> and he's like, what? Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like. She keeps going on and then he screams like, Jack. And she basically is just like, wait, you don't want to spend the rest of your life with me? And he's like, not only do I want to he's, not spend the rest of my life with you. And he says, I'm going to choose my words very carefully. I think you're a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he, she goes, so you don't want to spend the rest of my life, your life with me? And he says, not only do I not want that. I want to put you in a rocket and shoot you to the planet Flafluga. <laughs> and she gets upset. She's like, this has never happened to me before, which it had to have. Or she just never talked to people before. Right. It might be that. I think that might be it. But she's a cute girl and she sings well. There's definitely been a positive you void. You would have married her. No, I would yes, not Yes, you would have. No, because... If you hadn't met her before you met me, you would have married no, her. No, because the second on day one, she said, I can't believe I met the person I was going to spend the rest of my life with. I would have said, I'm going to shoot you to the planet Fluga. It's... I've been there. Mm. I've talked about this. I had a girl once But who, did she sing and play guitar? 
Um, I don't know. Yes, no. some of them. I just... People love Alden. No. Everyone wanted to spend the rest of their lives with Alden. That happened a lot. And um, I, I'm not saying that in like a... Ooh, just no. no, it wasn't a good thing. Like it was... It's happened several times where I've known a girl and gotten close to and like you know what i think i like her and then she's immediately like oh great we're getting married and i'm like bye check please so with me Alden was like i think i like her and i was sitting there going i think i'm gonna become a nun yeah and he was like yep i like her gotta wait this one out (laughs) and anyway i'm not going into any of those stories because who knows who listens to this show right so corinna is her name. At this point, we know that. Yes. Her name is Corinna. And she gets very upset, and she starts wailing on her guitar. And how does it go, Tanya? I don't know. How does it go, Alden? (laughs) Well, she plays a note. God, Tanya's making me do this, guys. I just want to let you know that if you hate this, I'm sorry. I can't make him do anything. She can. She makes me do lots of things. I don't make him do anything. Yesterday, I took out the trash. (laughs) But she go. It, it, she does a big strum. Fred just got very excited. She just out of nowhere goes. And he goes, oh, that was a minor chord. And it wasn't a minor chord. But I get it, Eric. Like, I am a very minor chord guy. Like, I'm the same way. He does not write songs unless he has something sad to write songs about. So he hasn't written a song since we've really been together because so I, he's been, been so, so happy. happy. Yeah, I've been so happy. Um... Except for our theme song. Right. Wanna give in to my heart. I wanna give up who I am. Cause you trampled on my soul. Cause you don't understand. You're shallow. You're shallow. You're shallow. Shallow boy. And everyone is very excited. Everyone in Chubby's goes crazy. It's a hit. It's a hit. And I'm done. I'm so happy. That I'm done? Me too. (laughs) So anyway, they get very excited. Eric's very excited too about this song. He's like, I did it. I broke through. Mm -hmm. And anyway, we cut to the hallway. We go back to the lockers because we got two A plots going on and we can't just focus on one for too long. I mean, maybe we could have done one A plot and then we could have talked about the other one, but that's just not how the show went. So that's true. We're just kind of trying to keep it real here. So we go back. Keep it real. It's us. Mm -hmm. Boy meets girl meets boy meets world. Keeping it real. Colon. Keep it real. Yep. Uh, So we go back to the to the hallway and uh cory is trying to get to panga like we oh hey we got to get to the cafeteria he's just like trying he's making it sound like they're about to go on a date and he's just like to the cafeteria and she goes what's the point and he goes uh one i'm gonna take a step back from you two i'm hungry i have you're my girlfriend and it's taco tuesday and she's like you're gonna give tacos to our, our child and he's like what child? He we goes, have children? Because we have a child? Like, all we've done is kiss. I know I was a good kisser, but whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she goes, do you not know I'm angry? And he goes, no, no, I got that. And she goes, do you know why? Um, and he's, he's like, yes. 
He doesn't. He He's, has no idea. Right. He's like, yeah, I definitely know why. It's because I did something and how could I? And, and I looked at Alden and I was like, are you relating to this at all? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yes. He never knows why I'm angry. Sometimes I do. And then sometimes it's like, what in the world is going on right now? And God, I'm hungry. Me too. Just so and I hungry. Want tacos so much. Me too. Anyway, so. Uh, Topanga's like, we are never going to have kids. And he was like, okay, because of tacos? And she's just like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope that hungry stomach noise just came through on the microphone. That was Tanya's stomach. Holy shit. I really am hungry for tacos. Anyway, she's... <laughs> she goes on a whole thing about how she can't believe Corey would give their children tacos. And he's like, whatever. Like, they, I love They're tacos. They're four for a dollar. They're four for a dollar. That'd be great to give them tacos. And it's she's cheap. just like, don't you see? Like, this is what's wrong with society. Like, this is the beginning of a breakdown of the family unit. And if we were to have kids, it's already toxic. So we go back to the store. Back to the A-plot number two. Eric is, Eric is working behind the counter. He's just working away. And Sean and Corey run in. And they've got a CD. And they're like, look who put out a CD. And he's like, that girl looks an awful lot like Corinne. And they say, yeah, it Corinna. is. Corinna? Yeah. And um, Alan grabs it. And he's like, parental advisory, not suitable for children. And Eric's like, that cannot be possible. And they put the CD in. And it's Shallow Boy. Mm-hmm. And... Eric is like, I mean, that could be about anybody. This and, is, and and he's like, this this is just a CD that her uncle probably just threw together. Like, no one's actually going to hear it. And, and well, he also says, no one's going to know this is about me. And Corey grabs it and he's like, track two, uh, Eric Matthews, you're so vain. You probably didn't know the song before this was about you. <laughs> and Eric says, whatever, no one's going to hear it anyway. And Sean just like, Holds his finger up, like, hold on one second. And there's just a Turns radio on the under radio, the counter. Turns it on, and it's like, 101, here comes the new song by Corinna. It's Eric Matthews. And he says, this one's probably, like, this poor pitiful fool Eric Matthews out there. Um. So, yeah, she's famous now. And they're like, you're famous now. And Eric's like, I'm famous now. And then everyone's like, are we famous now? And then Tanya was like, that was my stomach. So anyway, um, we cut back to the living room for A-plot number one, two. And Amy walks in and she's like, oh my God, Corey, you're studying. It's so good to see you studying. So you're going to be a daddy? Oh boy. I, what'd she say? Something about her she, legs? She says, suddenly I have no legs. <laughs> and she like sits down beside him. And he's like, this isn't what you think. But like... He says, it isn't what you think, you dirty mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is research. And she's like, why research? And he's like, look, we don't have kids now. But one day Topanga's going to be a mom. And I'm going to be maybe the dad. Maybe the uncle. At this point, it seems like I might be the guy who lives up the road with the binoculars at the window. <laughs> this is a really funny episode uh, and really well written and everyone in it. It's hilarious. I don't think you have to tell anybody that because everybody watched this episode a thousand times from the time they were like 10 years old and laugh hysterically every time this episode comes on. And if you haven't, go watch it. Yes. Oh, and I hope our audio is coming through okay. Because it keeps freezing. Um, 
So while they're sitting there, or uh, Eric walks in, Oric. Eric walks in and... Well, because Amy has talked about, like, look, you can't really study to be a parent. You're never actually prepared to be a parent. Like... We didn't. We weren't prepared. We weren't even prepared when you came along. We already had Eric. And, like, you guys are fine. You guys are well-adjusted. You guys um, think for yourself. Like, she basically says everyone adjusted great. Everything is fine. We have three great kids. And then Eric walks in. And I don't remember what he says he at this says, point. He says, well, now I'm a maladjusted um, loser freak. Now I'm a maladjusted loser freak. And Amy looks at Corey and she goes, well, two, two well-adjusted kids. And Eric comes down and sits on the couch. And he's just like, she wrote another song about me. And they're like, it can't be that bad. And Morgan comes bouncing down the stairs with her Walkman singing about Eric Matthews as a maladjusted loser freak. And she is belting it out. And she's got like, she's got a voice. Yes. She's got some lungs. Yes. And we'd be remiss not to point out the weird point in this song right now real um, quick so well the song goes that he's a maladjusted loser freak and he hates women and he probably likes boys and um everyone laughs but now obviously that lyric is a little insensitive but also to me like it was realistic to me because i'm literally like what i was talking about earlier where the girls were just all of a sudden they're like well, I'm madly in love with you. I can't tell you the number of times I have gone, wait, 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 I'm not into this, never mind. And they have gone, what, do you like boys or something? I mean, not that words, those words. Basically that. Essentially that. Like, it was so realistic to me. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times these girls aren't used to being rejected. So when it happens, they're like, well, he doesn't like girls, that's why. Right. And it's ridiculous. Right. So anyway, um, because God forbid any guy think with anything other than his dick. Jeez, Tanya. No, that's literally it. Parental advisory, parental advisory is suggested. I'm hungry. Me too. So, um, Alan actually walks in at this point and gives Eric a note from Corinna that Mm -hmm. says, I want to meet you later. And he's like, see, she probably wants to apologize. Right. Um, so then we go to Chubby's. To Chubby's. Chubby's. Where Eric sits down at a table and in comes Corinna and she's got like grease in her hair. Her hair is like slipped back and she's wearing like all black clothing. And, and you remember she's... what she says? She goes, I'm surprised you had the guts to show up. And he goes, I'm surprised you're out in the daylight. <laughs> and so then she takes out a pad of paper and she's like vampire jokes and like writes it down. And he goes, what are you doing? And she goes, sometimes I write stuff down. And... So he's trying to have an actual conversation with her and every single thing that she baits him with, he reacts to and she writes it down. Like she brought him there to bait him. And he goes, you know what? I don't need this. I'm done. Uh, I'm out. And he gets up to walk away and she's like, all of a sudden her voice changes and she goes, wait, where are you going? Don't you need to, you need to tell me how awful I am and that why you need to dump me and how, how much you hate me. And he's like, oh. I see. You're out of material. Like, your Uncle David needs a new song, and you don't have one for him. And she's like, no, I have plenty. I'm so dark and edgy. And he's like, "Mm, no, I don't think so. 
What about like dandelions? He goes, when I see you, I just think dandelions and like inches the dandelion on the table over to her. And she's like, what what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And And he's like dandelions and flowers on a sunny day and 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 it just makes me think the sun will come out and she goes tomorrow (laughs) and then they have a beautiful duet together that ends with quite the crescendo crescendo (laughs) and uh like it like eric becomes the drums in the song while she's still singing the sun will come out Bet your bottom, and he's like, <laughs> today. That's the last word, right? No. Tomorrow, son. Alden has trouble with Annie. lyrics. <laughs> it's a hard knock life for us. The only reason you know that part of the song is because of Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> rap the whole song. It's a rap song, right? It's a rap song. Anyway, so we cut back to the living room now. Um, where Corey is reading a bedtime story to Morgan, who mm-hmm. seems a lot younger in this episode. She does seem younger in this episode, but she also, the story that Corey was reading her was way under her age level. Like, I mean, picture books are under her age level. Yeah. Like, you can't read a picture book to a child and it be, like, age level if they're 10 or 11. But to kind of, like, to play devil's advocate here... He is the older brother to his baby sister, mm-hmm. and I th- I've seen it with our kids. Like we see them treat their baby brother like he's younger than he is because they're like, "That's my baby brother." Sometimes Aubrey tries to cut up Finley's food. Yeah, he's so, twelve. So he just turned twelve years old. Right, and I I kind of felt like that seemed ridiculous for a second, and then I went, "No, no, no that's probably pretty normal." I don't think it seemed ridiculous, and the only reason why is because. Unless you are continuously reading a chapter book to a kid, if a kid wants you to read to them, and that is a comfort thing, Mm -hmm. no matter how old they are, it's going to be like a picture book. And all kids have their favorite picture books. Like, I love certain picture books. Favorite picture book or not, Corey reads all the things that the dinosaur does, and he's like, and then he uses the purple swan. Whatever. And he goes, and then he used the potty. And... Morgan goes, well, he was quite the overachiever today, wasn't he? <laughs> um, uh, but he finishes the story. And he's like, all right, I want you to go like brush your teeth and then go to bed. And she was like, Billy said that when you babysat him, he got to stay up until like midnight watching TV. And he was like, yeah, well, you're my little sister and I love you. So I want you to go to bed because I care about you. And the crowd went. Oh. I went all to And Topanga's at the door watching. Yeah, she all like walked in the house without like a creep knocking and with the binoculars down the street. Mm-hmm. Now the tables have turned, haven't they, Topanga? Yeah. And she's like watching and she and uh Morgan kisses Corey on the cheek and runs upstairs and Topanga comes in and Corey's like, Oh, how long were you there? Yeah. And she's like, I just got here. And he was like, what are you doing here? And she was like, well, I heard that you were babysitting. So I thought I would bring you some tacos. And Tanya went, aww. It was so sweet. And, like tears came to her eyes. Oh, oh, I loved it. Tears are coming to her eyes again. I want tacos so bad. I am dying of starvation. Me too. <laughs> anyway, so are we having tacos for dinner? We can. We're going to have tacos for They'd dinner. They'd be pork tacos. Yeah. Okay. We're having tacos for dinner. Okay. 
Anyway, so are all of you who are listening to this episode and heard Tanya Monday stomach. night tacos. Yeah. And anyway, Corey says, um, <laughs> before I let my guard down, is this a trap? And again, I have never related more to an episode in my life. I'm so sorry. There are so many times where we will have a, a dumb fight and we don't fight often i said that like we fight all the time we don't no our fights are dumb like they're they're, over really stupid things they're dumb and then like i'm sitting there going why are we fighting about this and then tanya just keeps going like that's we're still fighting she doesn't say i'm sorry yet later in the day she'll come to me and she'll be like i'm just really sorry for how all that played out and you know i just i'm you know i I just want to be together. And I'm like, it, is this a trap? <laughs> he he, legitimately will not say anything for like an hour after I apologize. <laughs> I'm like sitting there like crying and feeling like we're going to like get a divorce over the dishes. And, and he's just like, I don't know whether I can say anything. <laughs> because she walks away so angry. I'm not then, a psycho. I, and, I promise. And then later... While she's alone, she's like, oh, man, I went a little too far, didn't I? And then she comes back and she's like, I went a little too far. And then I'm like, I don't know if I can say yes. You can't. (laughs) can't. The answer is you can't. Like, you can't say yes. You say, I am sorry, too. Mm. And that's the right answer. Oh, Corey, why didn't you just say I'm sorry, too? Well, because Topanga didn't say I'm sorry. So uh, while they're having this conversation, Corey, like, he gets a big head about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're right, because I'm, I'm great with kids. Kids love me, but kids also respect me. And as he's saying this... Uh, the door opens, and there are, like, six kids. Well, Morgan, like, tiptoes down the stairs. Uh-huh. And... And, like, six kids go up the stairs. Like, ushers them upstairs with her. Who are these children and why were they even able to get out of their house? It would be one thing if it was like one kid. Obviously, Billy's parents are gone in the middle of the night all the time. So Mm -hmm. if it was like, Billy, that's understandable. But there were like six neighborhood children walking up the stairs in the Matthews house. And Topanga's just like, see? Like Like she uh, uh, gestures towards them and Corey looks around and he's like. (gasps) And then he's like, we're never having children. Yeah. Um, And now we go to the post credit scene, Tanya. Where post credit uh, scene, the end credit scene where Eric is at the shop and he's working and the radio is on and they're like, now a new one from Corinna. And he's like, oh, this one's going to be good and dark. And then this song is called Fuzzy Wuzzy Wuv. And it starts and it's. She's back on her bullshit. Yeah, she's got like a the happy chord, the the major chords are playing, and she's just like, I just want to feel in love or whatever she says. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Didn't write it down, and it immediately cuts off, and the radio disc jockey goes, Well, she's over. <laughs> you would be a really great radio host. I, you know, it what? would hurt your your throat and your chest so much. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Welcome to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, a podcast where they argue about dishes <laughs> they're over <laughs> anyway and then the episode's over yeah um which is a bummer because like she should be allowed to feel happy sometimes right agreed you like don't... i think it's ridiculous that the whole premise is that like she was too happy wait 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 before you before you keep going uh-huh. first off 
Is this a trap? Second off, how'd you feel about this episode, Tanya? Words cannot express how much I love this episode. Well, I'm going to need words to try because it's a podcast. You mean I can't do like an interpretive dance about how much I love it? You could sing a song, Tanya. You can sing a song, Alden. How'd you feel about this episode, Tanya? All I want to do is make French fry Jenga. (laughs) Fred just groaned. (laughs) Our dog just got so annoyed by that. He's trying to nap on our bed, and Alden's playing the guitar. Usually he loves music. How'd you feel about the episode, Tanya? I loved it. It is my most memorable episode of Boy Meets World. I think it's the one, the moment that Boy Meets World came out on Hulu, I went straight to this episode and watched it before I restarted the whole series. I love this episode so much. How did you feel about this episode? I loved it a lot. It was very good and it was so funny. It was so well written. Um, The characters were all great. You know, Eric wasn't too stupid. He wasn't stupid at all. Um... He, he was in, he, it was, um, I don't know if this is the first time it's happened, but this is the first major time I can think of where I related to Eric Mm -hmm. so heavily. And I related to Corey really heavily. Mm -hmm. Like this was a, an Alden centric episode. Mm -hmm. Um, and tacos. And tacos. And. But where are they getting tacos for, for a dollar? These were, don't you remember in the nineties, Tanya? Did you forget about the 90s taco boom? I didn't get to have out food very much. My mom was a health freak. When I was uh, about 13 or 14 or so, I had never had tacos either. Because my parents said... I mean, we had tacos, but they were at-home tacos. We didn't have tacos at all. My parents said, you wouldn't like tacos. You know what else I hadn't had? Ramen. Mom, if you're listening to this, what the hell? So anyway... And now you can't even eat it. (laughs) I mean, I can make it myself. She knew all along. So... I had never had tacos or ramen because my parents said you wouldn't like that anyway. I think the trick was they didn't like it anyway. What? So I had never had Taco Bell or anything like that. And then I went to a friend's one night for to have a sleepover and they got Taco Bell. And I was like, I've never had Taco Bell. And they were like, what? Okay, we're going to get 100 soft tacos. Um and I fell in love that night. Mm-hmm. This is this same friend. Intro- he, he looked at the tacos and he was like, when I woke up this morning, I didn't know that I was going to find the food that I was going to want to spend the rest of my life with. <laughs> and the tacos looked at him and they were like, we're going to oh, put you in a rocket to Flafluga. <laughs> and uh, this same friend introduced me to wrestling and introduced me to ramen. Like, really? Yeah. What friend is this? Uh, his name was Noah. But I, we stopped talking like a year after this because he gave me all these experiences. He was, like, he was like, here, now, go into the world and experience <laughs> life as you should. Like, he didn't really like video games, so we didn't hit it off. So you had to go to the next friend. JK, we were really good friends. I think he went to a different school and then we just stopped talking because mm-hmm. we didn't have cell phones. Right. Um, anyway, so I love the episode. Yeah. What was I saying? That there was the taco boom in the 90s. Oh, yeah. You could get tacos at Taco Bell for like, I don't know, three for a dollar. Oh, I didn't know. The The first time I had Taco Bell, I was like 17. Yeah, no. At some point, 
something got more expensive, maybe they were told they had to start using actual meat at least a little bit. I was okay with the fake stuff. And the price went up, but yeah. It still isn't expensive. No, it's not, but it's not what it was when I was a teenager because that's what it would be. We would go to Taco Bell with $3 and be full. Yeah. The first time I had Taco Bell, it was at church at a lock-in and the church bought like 300 tacos and we got to take the leftovers home. So we had like tacos in the refrigerator for like three days. And right after that... I started hanging out with this group of friends who smoked a lot of weed. And what? They, Tanya. They smoked a lot of weed. And How then could you? We would, we would smoke a lot of weed. And then I we would... just recently told Aubrey that I used to smoke a lot of weed. And she went, Dad. And I thought she knew, but she guessed, I guess she didn't. The boys definitely know that I did. I've talked about it a lot because of the fact that, like... Anyway, I'm not going to go into, like, <laughs> my my we, views on drugs, but yeah, whatever. We, we don't anymore. It's whatever. Yeah. But we would smoke a lot, and then we would go to Taco Bell before 2 a.m., like, mm. right before 2 a.m., mm-hmm. because they had tacos for cheaper. And that was the first time I ever had a Burrito Supreme. I never had anything but hard tacos from Taco Bell, and the Burrito Supreme changed my life forever. Dear God, I'm starving. Me too. Anyway, so it was a very well-written episode. I loved um, the whole story. I And I, Corinna is a delightful person. Exactly. Like... She, I didn't like that part of it. Like, I... Everyone... So many people that I know would be delighted to have her around all the time. Right. Most people wouldn't complain. I do know people who love being miserable yeah. and love other people being miserable and people being happy is what they make fun of. Yeah, and I said most people. Yeah, like, I know plenty of people who would be like, ugh. But in a restaurant, if someone broke out in song and guitar in a restaurant, everybody would be excited. Yeah, but, uh, like, even if, a f- like, at 13, 14, 15, you would hear this girl and be like, oh, she's annoying. Even if you liked it, you would say, ugh, she's so happy. That's stupid, right? Yeah, I guess so. So I guess maybe directed towards teenagers. So when I was a teenager and you saw this, you thought, oh, yeah, how could she be so happy about a dandelion? The the part that I thought was the strangest in this episode is that Topanga was raised by a hippie family. That's true. And her... Political standing was the breakdown of the family unit ruining America, which is definitely not how her family was portrayed as raising her. Not early on, but later it gets even crazier. So, like, it's it was it was odd to me that this was in a not. I'm having trouble with words because so like. When I watched this episode, this was probably one of the first episodes I got to watch when it was coming out, which is probably why I remember it so distinctly and why it was one of my favorite episodes, because I remember being at my friend Andrea's house. Like, I specifically remember being at her house on a Friday night. We ordered pizza. We were in her basement. Her her room was her basement of her townhouse. So it was, like, huge. And she had a glass door, like, that we could go in and out of. And it was great. And this was the first episode that I got to watch on a Friday night when it came out. So, it never would have crossed my mind that it was strange 
that Topanga starts blaming the family unit unit break, unit unit <laughs> breakdown as the thing that's tearing America apart because that is how I was being raised. But now as an adult, I'm like, that's a weird thing to have in a not focus on the family TV show. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. And it was offensive to people like Sean, whose family just came back together and... Yeah, but I don't think Topanga was portrayed as the good guy in this episode. Oh, no. Uh-uh. I think maybe when you were 14 and you watched this, you thought, yeah, she's smart. Yeah, probably. But... but... <laughs> <laughs> Tanya's stomach definitely growled loud enough that we saw it. Anyway. I don't think that we could even do this episode justice in talking about it, like, because it's so perfect... Go watch it. And the jokes are so funny and there's nothing that we could kind of like riff off of that would be better than that. Like, it's just such a perfect episode. It is just wonderful. Billy is hilarious. That whole bit was the best thing ever. Like, this episode was flawless. Yep. Go watch it. Yep. Um, I think we're about to wrap it up. I think we have to. There's really nothing else that we can say. We love the episode. Yeah. Um, so hopefully the audio is okay in this episode. Our, my computer has been freezing a lot and it seems like it's still catching all the audio, but if there's some weird edits and cuts in this episode, just know that I tried guys. I promise. Um, anyway, Tanya, anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, only that you can find us at, uh, on Twitter. At BMG and BMW. And... You can email us at bmgandbmw at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook or wherever. Just by searching Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. There aren't a lot of shows named that. Yeah. um, Alden is going to try to do better with the Instagram that he was like, I can do an Instagram. It's going to be so great. I never agreed to that shit. She just pulled it up out of nowhere. What? I never said I'm going to try to do better. That's... Yes, you did. (laughs) I will try to do better. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 5. Class dismissed.